twilight, these sisters discuss the paranormal and the unnerving. They are known as the Parasisters. Hi guys, you are listening and watching the Parasisters. I'm Tristan. And I'm Rebecca. And we are, I did that backwards this time. I just realized that too. I was like, wait. Yeah, usually, because usually usually you say, we say something after we say our name. <laughs> right, I did it backwards. That's okay. I'm gonna roll with it. <laughs> no, yeah, we're not gonna redo it or anything. But they know Ooh, who yeah. we are. They know what we do. Yes, and we do awesome, awesome things. That's right. Um, yes, you guys make sure you like, share, and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on anywhere that you can find podcasts. Pretty much. Except for Apple, we're still waiting on that one Apple guy to be like, <laughs> I need you on Apple. Yeah, we've not heard anybody say we need Apple, so they can go fuck themselves. Not no, yet. Not yet. I have app I have Apple products myself and I do not even use Apple, so sorry, iTunes. But <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Right. I'm super excited for Halloween, Becca. Oh my gosh. Like I was I doing know. my I was doing my research for it and I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. I'm also very excited. I can't wait. And I found so much stuff. Yes. I can't wait. Uh, tech guy Dylan's still working on that special surprise. So hopefully that'll be up and running soon. I mean, what the F um, really? No, I'm just kidding. What? I said, what the F really? I know. Well, he's got school and he works, so. I know. He's a baby. He's I too, know. He's too young to be a tech guy. He's a baby. He, he's only 16. I know. He's been my tech guy since he was like 10. <laughs> I know. That's hilarious. So anyway, today we are going to, we're going to discuss a place that is actually pretty well known, but I was like, this place is so fun. It's a little heavy, of course, because anything that has to do with ghosts and stuff like that is heavy Yes. because of the history that it has. But the place itself is fun, and I am definitely, this is definitely on my list of places to go Ooh. for our haunted tour. Yes. We will have to go here. Yes. And it is the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park in Mercer County, West Virginia. So I feel like I've heard of this place, but I can't, like, think of anything that I've ever heard of it, so I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so when I get into it, you actually will remember hearing about this. Um, it's pretty well known. I remember hearing about it, but I didn't know what the name of it was until I started reading it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that place I know about. Interesting. So, yes, it is. It's a fun place. Like, we are definitely going to go here. Um, yes, we need a list of all so, the places we're going to go. I think that every haunted location in the world... <laughs> I would also like that, but I'm not sure if you're aware how rich we would have to be to do that. You know what, though? If we budget and we do it right, I think we could pull it off. I think we could, too. Like, I, there's so many places I want to go. I agree. Worldwide. It's not even just in the United States. Worldwide. I know. Yes. So, uh, we'll go way, way. We're going to start way, way, way back in history. Um, actually, we're going to start in 1775. That's awesome. That is before West Virginia is even a state. Um, it's uh, so in the spot that is now the Shawnee, um, the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park, uh, Mitchell Clay and his family, his wife Phoebe, and their 14 children. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> buy between 800 and 1,200 acres of land. They're not exactly sure exactly how many acres it was, um, but they believe it was between eight and twelve hundred. Eight on the small side, twelve hundred on the big side. Right. Um, and this property uh, was on either side of the Bluestone River, which is very close to Princeton, West West Virginia, actually. Okay. So just to kind of give you people who live there an idea of where the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is. Um. So he and his wife and their 14 children uh, move on to this property that they buy. Um, he buys this property with a grant that he got from some duke 
or some other. He's an English settle, uh, settler. Right. So he fought this war in England for this duke. Uh, the duke gives him a grant, and he uses that grant to buy property in America. So they all move here. Um, at the time, like I said, West Virginia wasn't even a state, and this little settlement was called Clover Bottom, <laughs> which I think is very cool. <laughs> Oh gosh. Clover Bottom. I don't I, even think they should have changed the name. No, yeah. I need to I, name, just, I need to name something Clover Bottom. That's my I think new, it should that's just my be Clover goal. Bottom. So um, he gets his grant, he goes there, he buys this property, they start a farm. Because what else are you gonna do with all this property? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a shit ton of acreage. Um But before he buys this property, like a few years before, there was a bitter land battle between the Shawnee tribe and another tribe that I actually didn't get the name of. Yeah. But so the Shawnee tribe and this other tribe actually own this land and the government just comes in, of course, and takes it, which at the time it wouldn't be the U.S. government because they didn't exist. No, it was the British government. Or Right, the British government. Yeah, The French, whoever it was. Well, it would have been England at the time because England came over. They're the ones that sent the first settlers, you know. Um, to Jamestown, which yes. is in also in Virginia. Yes. Um, so uh, there's a, like a bitter land battle because it was taken from the Shawnee tribe. Um, so he buys this land, he moves in, they start their farm. Uh, the Shawnee tribe actually warns them many times, hey, we're pissed off. This is our land. Get off of it. Because bad shit's going to happen to you. That's awesome. I'm just saying, bad shit's going to happen, right? (laughs) So, needless to say, they were not happy that these people, these white settlers, English settlers, just come in and move in on their lands. I can imagine. So, um, the Shawnee tribe did not live on this land. They didn't live here. Um, Prior to the Clays moving onto it, they they actually hadn't lived here for decades and decades. Like, it had been probably close to over a hundred years before since anybody had actually lived on the land. Um, yeah. So, but they were using the land. Let's just say that (laughs) they were using it. They just were not living there. What were they using it for? We will get into it. Ooh, I'm freaked out already. (laughs) Yeah. So the clays live here for eight years with like, you know, just like little things happening, like the, the tribes people coming and they're you know messing with their shit and yeah maybe killing some of their animals you know like just kind of warnings to get off their land well finally august 17th 1883 um mitchell clay goes hunting so he leaves the family farm and when he leaves he asks two of his sons out of his plethora of children 14 um he asks his two sons bartley who i believe is the youngest son and another son ezekiel to build a fence around um some grain that he had recently purchased and he wanted to keep the animals away from it for obvious reasons you know yes um and uh so the boys are building this fence and nearby uh tabitha the oldest girl it doesn't say exactly how old she is is uh washing laundry you know because that's what you did back then wash laundry Cook. I'm gonna up outside. <laughs> um, and um, from some accounts, um, some of the other girls have, were there with her. You know, well, she's like nearby, but she can't see the boys building the fence. But you know, they're within shouting distance of each other. Well, while they're all working and doing their chores, and the boys are building the fence, eleven Shawnee tribesmen come onto the property and. They shoot Bartley on sight and kill him. A little kid. Yes, they shoot him and they kill him and they grab Ezekiel. Well, Tabitha hears this. Here's the shot, right? And so she takes off to the house. She's like, what the fuck's going on? I need to get home. (laughs) So she starts running to the house. Well, as she's running to the house, this takes her by where these Indians had attacked her brothers. Um, 
and she sees Bartley laying on the ground. So she runs over to him, right? And is like trying to help him. Well, in this melee, um, she gets stabbed to death. Oh my God. The Indians actually stab her to death. Yes. So, um, so the Indians take off. They have taken Ezekiel. They have left. Um, Phoebe, which is um, Mitchell's wife and their mother, she comes running out of the house. She sees her two slain children on the ground, right? Um, and, but she doesn't see the Indians or anything, but she, you know, she obviously knows what's going on. Um, well, her and the other children drag um, Tabitha and Bartley's bodies back into the house. They put her in bed. They, she puts them in a bed, you know, together. And her and the other children take off. They start running and they go to the nearest neighbor's house, which is six miles away. Holy shit. They ran six miles or walked or whatever? They, yeah, they ran. They, I don't know if they... I'm sure they walked for a good part of it. It's six miles. I don't know who the hell can run six miles. Not me, as you can tell. You'll be lucky if I run to the end of my damn driveway. That's pretty much what I say. You only run if you're in trouble. <laughs> if someone's right. chasing you. I always, I always thought that... Um, that saying, if you if you see me running, you better run <laughs> because <laughs> something's coming after us. Like because that's honestly yeah. <laughs> me. If you see me running, there is something totally wrong. So um, they they run six miles to the closest neighbor, which is John Bailey, for safety. Right. So they get to his house. They're safe. Everybody's good. The rest of them are good anyway. Well, meanwhile, Mitchell Clay returns. To his house, to his home, you know, after hunting, um, he finds signs of the massacre, you know, outside. Yeah. And he runs in the house and he finds the dead children in, um, in the bed. And uh, he automatically assumes that the rest of his family has either been taken or killed. Oh. So he takes off. I'm sorry. The and mom. He the... goes. The mom didn't leave a note. I'm like, you can take a second right. to say, well, I think, like, went I think to neighbors. She... Well, yeah, but I, and, well, I think she, she was in such a panic because, I mean, she just watched two of her kids being killed by Indians. You know what I mean? And um, so she, okay, so he comes in, he sees all this stuff. He takes off, too, because he's assuming the worst possible thing you know of course, of course right um and he goes to john bailey's house oh okay to get a to, yeah to get a search party together because that's their closest neighbor and from all accounts they were friends there's nothing you know untoward going on between any of them um so he gets to john bailey's house and of course he finds the rest of his family there safe and sound you know you know gets the story from the wife about what the hell's going on with his family and the kids and all right. that stuff right so he and Phoebe then head back to the property, to the ranch, to um, bury the other kids and kind of put a, like put them to rest, you know. Yeah. So they bury the bodies on the property, of course, because that's how things were done back then. Um, when you own so much property, they you just buried them on your property. Yeah. Um, they are still buried there. That's the children are still crazy. there to this day. Yeah, um, so uh, Mitchell Clay gets a posse of other settlers together, right, to go find the tribesmen and his other son, Ezekiel, who was taken with them. Um, they don't find him right away because the indigenous people took him to Ohio, actually. So, and I'm assuming that that's pretty far away. I didn't look at a map. I guess I should have. That would have been smart to see how far Ohio is from this place in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, isn't it like a state away or something like that? I have no Like in my idea. mind, Ohio's over here and West Virginia's over here. So. I have no idea. I'll, I pu I'll put up a map when I do the editing. Okay. That'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> so um, he was taken to Ohio, right? But they get there and they find out that they had burned him at the stake. <gasps> no. Yeah. And he was 16. Oh. Yeah. So 
the party get to where the tribesmen are and obviously it is a very bloody battle um many were lost on both sides yeah um so the settler um the settler party were actually particularly brutal in what they when they killed the indians they actually took strips of skin off their backs and used it as leather um what is it leather razor straps oh lord the Cl- the clay family had done this yeah and these were it's it's weird isn't it isn't yeah it ridiculously I don't like weird? that it freaks me out like really i don't you think that freaks you out the family actually passed these down as heirlooms ew they were family heirlooms i would throw from that generation shit generation. in the garbage if that came <laughs> i'm like this is trash yeah me too it's awful so but the chief of the shawnee tribe actually lets mitchell take his boy home to be buried properly and actually gives him a horse to do it with lets him borrow a horse to do it with so he takes him home um uh they take his son back home to bury him uh we don't know where he's buried exactly. Oh, he's not on the property with the... Well, it is some accounts say that he is buried on the property, that they actually exhumed the other two bodies and buried all of them together. Oh, interesting. Okay. But because they have not... Because they have never exhumed the bodies, they don't know for certain if that's where he's at or not. That makes sense. People are just... Like, it's just assumed that's where he was buried, you know. So that... Uh, so they... Yeah. It, it said that all three ch- children were laid together, you know, yeah. in peace. Um, at the Lake Shawnee um, Amusement Park, there is a marker there that states this is where they were buried. The, at the other two, Bartley and Tabitha, that they're buried there. Um, and to this day, it's still there. It's uh, But it, it was erected in 1937. They actually built it for them. Um, Phoebe never returns to the farm because honestly, who would? Yeah, you know what I mean. So she never goes back. Uh, but um, some of the Clay family did retain the property and they did live there for quite some time after this incident happened. Um, a hundred and forty-four years later, <laughs> we're just gonna jump ahead in some time here. Holy moly! Yeah, because nothing really relevant or notable happened in that time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the the, the original owners died, and the property changes hands to other people in the family. It's left to other people in the family. Right. You know, so 144 years later, it's 1927. Um, the property is up for sale, and uh, Conley, Conley Snidow... Snido. I'm not sure. I'm sure somebody can tell us exactly how to say that. Um, Conley Snido buys the land because at that time in Virginia, the coal mining was very, very big. Yeah. Even so, he figured there's coal mining is really big. There's a lot of, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot of people here and they need some entertainment. Yeah. Right. So Conley buys the property and he builds an amusement park. How fun is that? That's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. So he builds this amusement park, um, but not only is it an amusement park, it has a dance hall. It has a speakeasy. It has uh, pools and like man-made pools and diving boards. And uh, like it was all around a fun place to be, you know, um, he has a, a Ferris wheel and he has these swings that, you know, those, those carnival swings uh-huh. that I would never get on yes. ever, <laughs> ever. I don't think we, I've ever I, ridden one of those either. I, I don't. Me neither. I won't. Uh, when we when we go to the when we go to the the festival here, mm-hmm. we call it the YOLO because <laughs> you only live once, especially if you get on. You those will die <laughs> if you are on there. You will die. 
<laughs> right. So well, I've never been on them, and I'm not interested in getting on them. <laughs> no effing way, man. But, okay, so these swings, you have to imagine, they were built in the 1920s. <laughs> so they're literally just boards <laughs> with chains connected to them. Shut up. It's like a tree swing. <laughs> literally a tree swing. Yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But they swing you around mechanically, I'm assuming, still. Yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> when I send you the pictures, when I send you the pictures, you'll see exactly what these things are. They're awful. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I'm assuming that in 1927, like, they didn't have anything better. Like, this was probably great because everything up until, yeah. like, probably the late, the late teens, the late 19s, you yeah. know what I mean? They probably only had like rope and wood you know what i mean <laughs> like we got chain this is an upgrade <laughs> got the chains. yes um but this was a good place to be uh they even rented out wool bathing suits for 15 cents a piece can you imagine putting on wool. a wool bathing suit yeah that's not heavy and hot at all that is gross <laughs> and it smells bad wool yeah. smells bad when it gets wet yeah that's gross it's nasty. I think that that's so nasty. I'm going to go buy a wool bathing suit if I can. <laughs> I think you'd have to have one specially made. I'm gonna... Like, it's like knitted with wool. Oh, like, we should call yeah. grandma and ask her to knit us a wool bathing suit. Like, grandma. <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm going to need a wool bathing suit, grandma. <laughs> She's going to be like, Are you out of your ever loving mind? <laughs> yeah, she probably would say exactly that. <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> she probably asks that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What is wrong with you guys? So, opens in 1927. 1934, everything is going good so far, you know? It's running. He's making a ton of money, obviously. Of you know course. what I mean? Yep. Um, so, everything's good so far until James Craft Belcher. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little back history. Phoebe, who was married to Mitchell Clay, her maiden name was Belcher. Oh. So James Craft Belcher is related to Phoebe. He is a great-great-grandson related to the family. Yeah. Um, and he actually grew up on the property. Oh. Yes, so... Um, he knows the property very well, you know, obviously after it was sold, he didn't have anything much to do with it, but he was a drunk and he was mean and he, um, was a cheater. He was awful, right? He was an awful person. So, um, he is having an affair. He's married, but he ha he's having an affair with a 19 year old girl Ooh. named Myrtle Taylor. Um, well, he happens to be driving by this place with a diner, you know, a place where you go eat dinner. And he sees Myrtle having dinner with another man. This is May 11th, 1934. My mistress is cheating on me. Right. Because he has a right to say that. Yeah. Dumbass. So he flips out. He loses his damn mind. He goes into the restaurant, forces her out, right? Forces her out of the place and into his car. And he starts driving with her, right? Well, they stop on the road that borders the Shawnee amusement park. And he get, makes her get out of the car and he shoots her twice. What? In the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. Just shoots her twice in the head. Yeah. Well, she lives. And he takes her to the hospital where she later dies. But this is the... Another instance and where something terrible happens on or near the property i mean this is the road bordering the property that i'm sure that at one time was actually part of the property i'm just like he what he just like shoots her it's like i'm fucking yeah he's in, I'm done yeah he's in such a jealous rage that he actually gets out of the car and shoots her i just think it's weird that he chose that specific spot that is weird. Uh, it, it's because On he knows it, bordering. I guess. I'm like, it's so weird. It is know. weird. It's creepy. And it's weird so, that he took her to the hospital. Like, I don't get that. Well, I think he just kind of panicked and didn't know what to do after that because she lived. 
And he's like, and he's probably in a drunken stupor, you know, so because drunk people are retarded. That's, that's true. Yes. When they're like, you know, that far gone. When they're drunk. Right. And um, so he takes her to the hospital. Well, he tries to claim insanity. <laughs> Did not work. He's like, I'm crazy. I promise. It didn't work. And he gets tried and goes to prison. And he lives in prison until he's 83 years old. And he died in like 1990-something. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So um, everything's good. So for a little while, um, the amusement park runs as an amusement park from 1933 to 1966. Um, reportedly, six deaths happened on the property in that time period. Um, the first one, now it says in a hotel that the, uh, the Snydows live in, uh, Connolly Snydow and um, his wife, they live in a hotel, evidently. But I'm not sure if it's a hotel on the property or if it was a hotel off the property. It's not very clear in what that, where the <sighs> hotel exactly is. Well, um, on uh, 7-3-1966, so July 3rd, 1966. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that's the event afterwards. I don't have a date for this one. I don't know why. Anyway, Snydow's three-year-old daughter um, gets loose from his wife and she runs toward the elevator and tries to climb on the elevator. Well, the elevator was going up at the time. Aww. And yeah, she gets crushed between the floor of the elevator and the upper floor. Yeah. And she dies. So that's the first one. Jeez. Yeah, it's awful. So, um, July 3rd, 1966, John Richard Tiley is six years old. Um, he drowns in one of the pools because like these, so these pools were like ponds that they made to seem like natural pools. Yeah. Like natural lakes or natural ponds. Um, so they put concrete in the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. And they all had these drains and stuff in it. Um, so he's swimming in one of these pools, one of these ponds. And he, um, his clothes or his arm, they're not exactly sure exactly what happened. But it gets stuck in the drain at the bottom of the pool. And he drowns. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So, um, Snydow is really upset by this. So he has the workers drain the pool and fill it full of sand. Wow. Yeah, so they drain the pool, they fill it full of sand, and kind of, like, just, you know, brush it off, and, well, that's, you know, that's awful, but now, you know, we have business to run, and we got, you know, shit to do. Yeah. Um, a little while after that, though, Wayne Harmon, Wayne Harmon, sorry, the way I spelt it was weird, Wayne Harmon, who is also six years old, drowns in a lake that no one is supposed to swim in anyway. I mean, there are lifeguards and stuff on duty, um, but they evidently were not supposed to be in the lake. His mother was there and some of his other siblings were there. Well, he drowns in a lake, in the lake. Um, no one sees this happening, and by the time they find him, it's too late, obviously. Um, also in 1966, um, this is the most awful one. <laughs> So um, a 10-year-old girl is on the swings and she's, you know, it's going around and stuff. She's riding the ride. Um, a delivery truck backs up into the path of the swings. <gasps> like they don't have it like blocked off or anything. It just backs up into the path of the swings and she hits the side of the delivery truck on the swings. <sighs> yeah. I just don't even and this is awful. I don't even know how this how does this happen? I want to know how the hell does this happen? Wait, they didn't have fences in nineteen sixty six? I don't believe that. Well, obviously they did because in seventeen seventy six, um Mitch Clay was have Mitchell Clay was having his boys build a fence. Oh my god. It's awful. So 
the witnesses say that it was extremely gruesome and that the only she was wearing a uh that her ruffled they say that her ruffled pink dress was soaked in blood oh gosh right so um uh, they have a couple other ones that are unsubstantiated. So, I, or there, they there's notes of them in here. Um, it's one of them is a small girl is riding the swings again, and um, she falls out of the bottom of it. Oh my! Like goodness. slips under the chain that is over her lap, you know? Yeah. And she dies, and then. Um, Another report is a gambler in one of the gaming houses, one of the speakeasies, gets killed over a money dealing gone wrong. And then the sixth one is unsubstantiated because I can't find anything about who it was, what the circumstances were, or anything like that. Right. So, in 1966, uh... Conley, Conley, uh, said now decides to shut down the park. He's like, it is not worth children's lives. It's not worth people getting hurt to keep it open, even though he's making a shit ton of money. Yeah. But he's like, it's a very dangerous place. And, you know, especially after his own daughter died, I think he was very not down with hurting the children, you know? So he shuts down the park. And it's it's vacant for quite a while um, until Gaylord White buys it in the late 1980s. So Gaylord White and the White family, they buy the park. Um, Gaylord actually worked there when Sid now owned the park. So he was like in his youth, he had actually worked at the park when he buys it. He's like a local businessman now and he buys it. He wants to reopen it, but he wants to make it better. You know what I mean? So um, he buys this park with the idea that he's going to reopen the park and he actually does. He reopens the park. Um, So he wants to like bring back some of the older, you know, some of the old attractions like it because after the park closed down, they sold off everything. Oh, so it was right. just now it was just open empty land, land they, basically. Right, it was empty land. So they sold off all of the uh the pools and stuff were still there, but they got rid of all the rides and you know, things like that. So he opens it back up and he brings in a Ferris wheel, he brings in uh smaller rides like bumper cars, uh little boat paddle boat rides and stuff like that. Right. Um all he's missing is a swing set. Right, because he wants to bring back the original no. style swing set. Because he felt like it needed like its old, like the old way they used to do things to kind of make it a success. Right. Um, so they look for um, like a swing set, right? And they actually um, they they buy the Ferris wheel. They get the Ferris wheel and it's installed and stuff. They actually find a swing set in New Jersey. Now this is where it gets interesting. Okay, so they find this swing set, they go to New Jersey, they pick up the swing set, they bring it back, um, they're getting it set up, right? They find the serial number on the swing set, right? Well, they look at the serial number because they're, because they bought it from an antique place. They're kind of interested in where this swing set came from. Yeah. And um, so they look at the serial number on the swing set. It is the swing set that used to be at the park. No. It is the they, same they swing can't set use that, that thing. It's cursed. That used to be there, right? It's the same damn swing set. It's cursed. I, that I read that and I was like, "No, shut up!" Right? Why, why would they even How use is that, that? Even possible? How is that possible? Right. I mean, it's been like twenty something years that the park has been shut down. Yeah. And. They happen to find a swing set at a deal at an antiques dealer in New Jersey, and it's the same damn swing set. That's it's like well, tri- tripping me out, man. Right, like it's it's weird. It is so that is weird. So they open the park back up <laughs> on 
the 4th of July weekend, 1987. They opened the park. So they're open and for three years and they run successfully for three years. They didn't have any accidents. They didn't have anything bad happen there. Um, but after three years, they did end up and have to close it as an amusement park because of the insurance rates were so high that they could no longer afford to keep it open because when they opened it, they ran the park and it only cost a dollar to get in. Oh, right. So cut, you know, so they only made you pay a dollar where in one weekend they could have 10,000 people come in, but without raising the prices on the tickets, they could no longer afford the insurance. Right. Which I would imagine that insurance on a freaking amusement park is extremely ridiculous because I think car insurance is ridiculous. Yes. Right. No telling how much it costs to insure an amusement park or a water oh, park. Oh gosh, or I couldn't like even that. imagine, right? Like <laughs> my two hundred dollar <coughs> sorry. My two hundred dollar insurance bill is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> You're like, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably like ten thousand so, dollars a week. I don't I wouldn't even know, man. I should have researched that too. I'm kind of curious now to see how huh. much insurance costs on a damn amusement park. <laughs> That'd be crazy. So, so that after three years, they, they end up closing it um, just because they can no longer afford to keep it open. But now they have this property and they're like, what the fuck we do with this property now? Yeah. So, because they can't run it as an amusement park. So they're like, hey, let's stock the ponds and we'll run fishing tournaments. Oh, okay. So they did. And it was actually very successful. Uh, so they ran fishing tournaments in the ponds and uh, they had tours and they did other events to keep it open. Right. Uh, to keep the park active, you know. Um, so in the early 1990s, they think, huh, maybe mud bogging because mud bogging is very popular, especially like. <laughs> I, I like mud bogging, mud bogging is fun. Who doesn't? It's just so, that's so redneck. <laughs> Billy. So I well I know especially in West Virginia, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> oh goodness. I know what what would they consider because I live in Nevada and I like mud bogging. Is it redneck still? Yeah, you're still a redneck. I'm okay with that. Yeah, sorry. It, it is what it is. You gotta accept it. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it, really I am. <laughs> so they uh they start um they start construction on a mud bogging track, right? Well, while they're bulldozing this place for the mud bogging track, um, they start finding artifacts like arrowheads and pieces of pottery and actual whole pots. So they stop. They stop doing everything on it and they call in um, they call in the local university, the Marshall University. Right. So then the students from Marshall University come in and they spend several years, Holy. years digging up artifacts. Yeah. And then, um, so they spend several years digging up these artifacts and graves. What? And they, they stopped digging when they started finding children's graves. <gasps> yes. So, um, experts um archaeological experts believe that there are around three thousand bodies here what are they all shawnee they are all native americans oh my well except gosh. for the clay family children of course which they never dug those up but these are just yeah these are just native american people that they found 3,000, they believe 3,000 bodies. Um, and the only thing that the experts can think happened is that um, there was some kind of sickness that came through at that time. Yeah. And um, all like middle age or healthy people left and they left all the elderly and the children there. Like, all the elderly and the children stayed there to save the tribe. But the children? I'm like... Well, I mean, because you know how, like, some diseases, like, if it was the flu? Yeah. The flu would affect really small children, 
and the elderly people, that's how the flu works. Yeah. Like, people of middle in between there are pretty much okay with the flu. But if right. you're real small or you're real old and you get and you get the flu, your you know, your life could be in danger from the flu. So they think it was a sickness like that. So they think that all of the middle-aged people left, you know, the in-between age people left. And uh, so, and the elderly and the small children stayed because that's all they found was really old and super young. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, after they found these bodies and stuff, the White family retained ownership. They closed it for all these uh, specific events like the fishing and the mud bogging and stuff like that. They closed it. And they started offering, um, like, campfire stories. Uh We could come after dark and tell stories around a campfire, you know, like a bonfire type thing. And um, they offered, like, of course, Halloween tours, you know, themed Halloween tours and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So that's where that history and sorry, I'm trying to switch pages here because I have a lot more. <laughs> it's just on a different place. So, um, I actually got this, uh, this next part from some interviews in a newspaper, um, where they interviewed, um, one of, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, the Elder White's sons, Gaylord White. The original, the one who bought it in the 80s. um, Where they're interviewing one of Gaylord White's sons. Um, So uh, he did an interview with the newspaper, and this is what came out of that interview. It says that when the Discovery Channel filmed uh, one of their haunted shows there, Mm -hmm. um, White says that one of its investigators got stuck in the old ticket booth, which is not hard to open, and the door has no lock on it. How do you get stuck? So she's like trying to push the door open and yelling for help and she could not get out. And she was in such a panic by the time that she got out. They actually had to take her to the hospital. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and these, this is an investigator Yeah, working for the Disney channel of oh, Disney, the discovery channel. So, I mean, they're very experienced investigators. Yeah. But she was so panicked and freaked out that they had to take her to the hospital in Princeton. Just because yeah. she was stuck in there, or did something else happen? She, the door would not open. That's so weird. Like, and 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 White says like the door is not hard to open. It's just a push door. Yeah. It's not like creaky. It's like you just push it open and you go in there, and then you can push it back out to get out. But when she tried to get out of there, she could not push the door open. That's crazy. Like something was holding her in the building. Yeah. And she was screaming for help. Yeah. Um, it says that White won't speak of any personal, personal, creepy Lake Shawnee experiences. He does, however, say his father had an encounter with a little girl who lost her life on the swings 49 years ago. Um, he says that dad was on the tractor in the field mowing. Um, and he kept feeling a weight on his shoulders. Uh, he didn't know what it was. So one day he left the weight, he felt the weight and he turned around and the little girl from the swings was there. She was in a ruffled dress and she had just appeared. Um, he says, his dad says that he wasn't scared, but the only thing you think of was, well, if you like this tractor so much, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And I'd also read in a different account where he would see the girl also when he was out mowing. Yeah out of the corner of his eye, he would see the girl standing there just watching him mow. Um, that tractor is still sitting there. Really? They have never moved it. it. He got off of it and left it sitting there. It's still sitting there since the late 90s. What? Yeah, left it where it is. That's it's still sitting crazy. there. Because he gave it to the girl. He's not going to move it. Nobody's going to move it because it was given to that little girl. That's crazy. So, Yes, in 2013, um, I'm not sure what time um, Gaylord died, 
but his son Gay died in 2013, and Gaylord is also gone by then. Uh, Jewel White, who was Gaylord's wife, uh, said that she wasn't sure how she would continue to run Lake Shawnee. So she called her other children, and she's like, hey, guys, we need to do something with this place. You know? Yeah. So today, uh, her and Chris, who was the one giving the interview, um, and along with volunteers, they take care of the property, they give tours, they answer calls, uh, they obviously have um, ghost hunting crews come in. Um, they do a lot of Halloween activities. Uh, now you have to call for an appointment. Um, so they do a lot of Halloween activities. They do a dark carnival at Lake Nightmare. It's a haunted attraction around the lake, hmm. the swings, and um, the, the Ferris wheel. swings. Yes. The You're swings. going on the swings, Tristan. <laughs> uh, but she has said that um, she has seen security video. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually on video. Um, there's a bus that her, uh, because she was really afraid that when she took over and made some changes that her son and her husband would be upset with the changes that she'd made. Um, well, she saw something and she's not very specific on what she saw, but it was a security video from a bus that gives the tours Uh and it's the bus her son used to work and she, whatever she saw in the security video, she believes her son is happy with what um she had done there and uh she had she has also seen on security video the ferris wheel um like you know has the thing it's like one of those older ferris wheels that just have the seats yeah and you put the bar down you know um she has seen the bar come up and down in the middle of the night on security video yeah um and uh, she believes it's her husband because he um, was very particular about when children were around to make sure that they could not get into the Ferris wheel and hurt themselves. Right. So he was very particular about checking to make sure that they were locked. That's freaking me out. I just got the chills. <laughs> yeah. And she thinks it, that it's just kind of his way saying that everything's okay here. You know, which I thought was sweet. I like the emotional part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, And she says, quote, it makes me happy. I'm just so glad to know that they're here. Even though I already knew it myself, I have this so I can prove it to others. Yeah. That they're here. That's Um, crazy. So. uh, Sorry, I have to move this over a little bit. Uh. The new Gaylord White, I'm assuming it's another son, Yeah, uh, says that he can hear the wooden swings creak. Nope. And nope. there's no wind, but they'll move and they'll creak and there's no wind. Uh, he says that if you put your hand on it, you can feel it like start to move underneath of you until you're until you feel the cold air blowing through the seat. Yeah. And he says, uh, you like, so you'll like start on the outside. And by the time you get to the middle, it's warm. No. And they believe it's the, they believe it's the little girl. Yeah. The younger white says that he's even seen the little girl with her dress covered in blood. (gasps) Um, and he said that she looked at me and as long as she was looking at me, I couldn't move. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. (laughs) I know. Uh, Visitors have heard footsteps, mysterious chants, children's, children's. They've heard children's. (laughs) Those children's are back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Visitors have heard footsteps, mysterious chants, and children. Sometimes the swings will move on their own. This is from a different place that I found this. Um... And that at some point, somebody, another person got locked in a shabby ticket booth, even though the doors don't lock. What? Yeah. So that evidently happened more than once. So that is my end of my accounts. 
but I wanted to talk to you about how creepy AF that this is an actual Indian burial ground. Dude, it trips me out. Like, it, I, like I understand that it's an amusement park and it's geared towards children, but almost every single death there on that property was a child. Were children. Like, it just freaks yeah. me out. Like, even going back to the original family, they were all children. Like, what in the world? And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so weird. Even the girl, the Myrtle Taylor, who got murdered by her... Right. She was, like, 19. She was basically a child. Right. To me, that is a child. Oh, I have a 19-year-old. <laughs> He's a baby. He is a baby. Oh, it's freaking me out, man. I can't believe they... I don't right. even know. Right. I can't believe they got I, the same swing like, I'm wondering because now when you look it up, like it is, it's really difficult. It's not impossible, obviously, because I found it. But I want to know what has happened on this property in between. I know. You know what I mean? Because now, like, we have all of, like, the new time, like, accounts of what the hell's going on. But if this was an Indian, Indian burial ground. Yeah what and honestly like the native americans are some of the most spiritual people i have ever read about yeah so like what what has been happening at this place when no one is around because all these accounts are just of the girl and um you know people who have died there right specifically recently what about the three thousand bodies that are believed to be buried there yeah it's crazy that they're not trying to like excavate anymore they're just like duh i think because it's privately owned that they probably just wanted to leave them there yeah and just let them rest because when they got to the graves of children they're like nope we're done yeah we're not we're not doing this anymore um, and I think that I think they probably just wanted to leave them there to rest. Like, I don't know. I honestly, if I own this land, I think I would just shut it all down and give the land back to the Shawnees. Yeah, I probably would too. Because, or sell it to them, you know, whatever. Well, I think I would just give it to them because it belongs to them. Their their people are buried there. Well, right. Like their 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 ancestors are buried there. <laughs> Right. And their history is there. You know what I mean? Like, it's... How creepy is that, Rebecca? The whole thing freaks me out. And I feel like um, we need to go there. And I need to go into the one of the ticket booths. Yes. Are you going to go alone? No! It, I don't know how big it is, but we we both have to go. Okay? We both have to go in. <laughs> I can't go by myself. I will have a mental breakdown like that lady did. For real. Like an experienced investigator just like flipping out so bad she has to yeah. go to the damn hospital. Yeah. That, that'd be me. I'd need sedatives and all kinds of narcotics. I don't think I would. I think I'd be okay with it. It's just... I mean, I think I would at first, but I... I don't like... Like, I get claustrophobic really easily. <laughs> so I feel like... In, like, the first couple of minutes, I'd be okay. I'd be, like, live in the moment. Like, wow, something supernatural. And then eventually I'd be like, okay, I'm done, and I want to get out now. <laughs> like, you're all just pissed off, like, right away. You're like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, now. I'm just done. Let me out. We've had our fun, but I'm done. <laughs> like, so I was over. reading this, right? And I, and I got to the part where it's an Indian burial ground, right? And there's, like, 3,000 bodies here. And I literally thought of the poltergeist. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if it's like the poltergeist there. Yeah, obviously it is. Is one day the house just going to get sucked up into like the nether? Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so freaked out. I'm not going to be able to go to sleep now. <laughs> It's so good. This place is so good, though. And I'm like, I have heard of this place. But, like, when I've heard of it, I've never heard of it by its name. I've always heard of it as, like, the most deadly amusement park or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's weird because I still feel like I've heard of the name, but I can't recall, like, I don't know. You hear a lot of stories, especially about, like, old amusement parks, like, 
they were pretty much death traps anyways. <laughs> right. It's it's one and of those like, things, but And like I told you, like I have a really good one coming up. It provided I can find the information I need to find out about it. I'm very excited. Because it's very, very hush hush. Like whatever happened here, I mean, because the only thing that I have right now is a first hand account from somebody I work with. What? Where is it at? It's in New Mexico. Oh. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, huh. Now I'm I don't know. And when you look up the name of this place, it doesn't exist. It's weird. I can find nothing, nothing of it. I want when I looked to, up the name. I want to ask you the name, but I'll wait and listen to your case on it. <laughs> well, it may get to a point where we may have to do a duo on it. Yeah. Because two brains doing research on it, it might be a little better because it's literally hard to find anything. He actually had to send me a link to a newspaper article that talks about lawsuits from the previous place. And I'm like, okay, so now I have somewhere to start. Yeah. But. But what is it? What happened in this there? Article, What's going on? It doesn't. What's crazy is in the article, it doesn't even mention the name of this place. That's so weird, man. I can't wait. I'm telling you, it's so cool. Like, it's. I know, but I may need your. I may need some backup on it. We may both have to do some. Some okay. stuff on it because I I, ju- I just don't know about it. Yeah, totally. We could do like a a twofer, a double, uh, a duo, a, a duo. duo case. Yeah, there we go. A duo. Two. So anyway, that is my case Dude, so of the Lake Shawnee a defunct amusement park. <laughs> Dude, I feel bad that so many kids died there. Really, but me too. But I mean, like. That, that that's like wait well I feel bad about the kids recently and then I feel bad about the indigenous people that they just wanted their dead to rest there and we came in and we took it all over not we the English because the English were not dicks me. yeah I wasn't involved in that <laughs> I was not either but that that they came over and just kind of took it off and took it over and we're like we don't give an F what you got going on here we're taking this land yeah, I bought it fairly from the British government and the English government. Like, it now belongs to me. I don't care, right? And all these people were like, dude, you're like walking on our dead people and we want you to get out of here. I feel like maybe they should have just said that, though. Like, that that, it, like, I feel like if I bought land and a tribe comes to me and says, this is our, our graveyard, basically, I'd be like, oh, all right, you can have it back. <laughs> Like, I'm not yeah, interested. Yeah, but see, how... I mean, this happened in the 1700s. How do we know that that didn't actually ever even happen? They could have been like, hey, our dead that's are buried true. here. That, I mean, that's true. You know what I mean? And they fought the government for the land. Yeah. So, like, and they still... I would, I would at some point believe that they're like, hey, man, that place is sacred to us. Yeah, but of course they didn't care. That's our cemetery. Our people are buried there. They all died of this sickness. We don't want it being sold. We don't want you guys to have it. You know, so I'm like, I don't know. There's so much wrongdoing in that whole situation right there. No, it's fucked up, man. The natives it have is. always I gotten agree. the short end of the stick, I think. So I was like, wow. What a dickish move. Because at some point, somebody would have had to say, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's messed up. Like, but it's a that's good our story. graveyard. <laughs> this is our cemetery, it is a good story. you douchebag. Get out. Right. Could you even imagine, like, like, okay. And they warned them many times. It took them eight years to kill anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like they were, like, instantly enraged and... I mean, like, the, started killing people, like, the first day they lived there. The thing, Those people, the Clay family, lived there for eight years. Yeah, but the thing that bothers me is that I feel like they are probably relatively innocent. They they didn't buy the land from the natives. Like, you know what I mean? They they bought the land from the government, obviously. So They bought stolen land from the government, and they were warned many times. 
but of you course, know what I mean. I always I, I, I agree a, though that they were innocent in the whole dealing. They just bought land that was up for sale, and especially like I always feel like there are people that are off limits during wartime. And um, children are at the very top of that list in my mind. <laughs> so I think even I like agree. even a sixteen-year-old, which back then he would have probably been considered a man, but they did shoot a kid and then stab the girl. So I'm like, I feel like those those people should have been off limits, really. But see, and and like the girl, I don't even think it was planned. I honestly think that. She was just kind of at the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, she got involved with stuff that she shouldn't have, obviously, so... Right, like, she interfered into it, and out of, I I think, almost necessity, they killed her. You know what I mean? Like, she was impeding their escape. I guess, but I'm like, what can one little girl do against six, I'm like, warriors? I'm assuming they were warriors. (laughs) 11, 11 warriors. <laughs> right, so what yeah. What really could she have done? Nothing. You know, nothing. Right. I don't know. I it's don't just... Know it's a, it's a, it's an effed up story from beginning to end. Most definitely. And but I do want to go here. Totally. We're going here. Seriously. I, I agree. Yes. It's going to be great. Dude, that'd be crazy. I don't know if you know, um, like, if you listen to, like, radio, like, AM radio or talk radio. They, Not usually. But, so they have, I listen like, to a lot of podcasts. Right. So, on, like, talk radio, like, a lot of times they have, like, the talent. You know, they call them the talent. And they have, like, um, like vacations that you can book with the talent. So, the talent is going to be, like going on a cruise or whatever and so you can book the cruise to go with the talent i would like someday when we're popular and famous we should do that we should have like where we have a like a set number of tickets and we all just go to like five places like yes that'd be crazy with like the fans like where we have an itinerary and yeah yeah. With, like, the most dedicated fans that are willing to pay $5,000 a person. <laughs> that'd be very cool. Dude, that'd be awesome. That would be that would be awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, so we need you guys to like, share, 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 share. Share, share that shit. <laughs> That's just shit. <laughs> we need you guys to like, share, subscribe. Yes. Give us some views. Tell um, your friends. Follow us. You can tell your friends. Yes. Follow us on Facebook at Rebecca Tristan. Instagram at Occultus underscore Cerebus. Uh, Twitter is Occultus Cerebus. And our Gmail, please, please, please email us your firsthand accounts of yes. all of your paranormal happenings, please. Yeah. You might be included um, on the Halloween show if you do. So Yes, because it's going to be fantastic. Um, but you can email us at OccultusCerebus at gmail.com. Yes, and I will make sure I put that new, um, the email address in our links, which are always, always up on all of our videos. Um, you can just follow any of those links. And, yeah, uh, let's do it yes. again. Yes, and we will do it again. We'll do but it we again. want your guys' stories because we like nothing more than first-hand accounts of paranormal activity. Um, yeah, and I will If you guys have awesome pictures, please send them to us. Video, we want to know. We are interested, and mm-hmm. if you guys do share it with us, we will share it with everybody else. Yeah, we're not greedy. We don't hoard that shit. We do not, and we will put it, it will be in one of our videos, for sure. Yes, but you have to make sure that you do all those things, and uh, turn on your notifications, so you don't have to look, yes. look for our content when it comes out. You'll just get that little notification. And uh, I guess that's it then for this Thursday evening. People don't yes. know it's Thursday because really our videos come out at very random times. So. Right. We don't have an exact schedule, but we do try to do two a week. I think, yeah, I think we've done pretty good, good job at that. That was not proper grammar, but. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what we work and we got families and 
we actually have to go to that daytime job. Yeah, we, um, we want to make this our daytime job so we can spend all week oh my researching. Gosh. That would be my dream, like for real. So do all those things. Follow us, email us, comment on our videos, whatever you need to do. Just do it and make sure you check out our podcast. We are everywhere except for Apple. That's like our new disclaimer is we're not on, <laughs> we're not on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're not on Apple. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah. don't even need to say Just anything else. Just because we're not on Apple does not mean that you cannot follow us on pretty much everywhere yes. you can get podcasts. We are out there. Yes, we are. That sounds creepy. I like it. We're out there. Yes. Is that our new slogan? I like it. We're out there. We are out there. We should get shirts made. We are out there. Yes, that would be awesome. And then have like pair of sisters on the back. Yes, we need some merch. We are we need out some merch there. done. Yes. All right. We're going to work on the merch. Our, yes. our 20 <laughs> subscribers will be very interested. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, what? Merch? I bet if we get, I bet, I bet if we get merch, uh, we'll have 25 subscribers. <laughs> All right. 22 subscribers. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. I guess we're going to end this. Um, so I forgot what I say. <laughs> I don't know if it's I'm tired or, oh, that's right. Okay. So we're ending this. I might edit that or I might leave it in. We'll see what happens. Just leave it in. Why not? Where I've totally lost my <laughs> mind and my memory. I'm going to go take some ginkgo biloba and uh, I'll catch y'all on the flip side. And you all stay creepy. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>